0: Good morning. I'm Harley Schlanger from the LaRouche Organization with your daily update for January 13, 2022. Well, following the meetings yesterday in Brussels between Russian and U.S. representatives to discuss the relations between NATO and Russia, uh, the sad news is that the progress that might have been hoped for has not occurred. In fact, The Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Grushko, who's the former ambassador to NATO for Russia, uh, said the talks have revealed a couple of important points that uh, are not positive. He said, first of all, that there's no unifying positive agenda between Russia and NATO. Secondly, the U.S. and NATO have reverted to a Cold War strategy, and that this strategy is centered around the containment of Russia, surrounding Russia, Uh, for the purposes of preventing uh, the so-called threat of Russian activity outside of Russia. And finally, what he said is that Russia is left with no option but to respond to this. Now, there, there was a positive note following the debriefing at the Russian embassy in Brussels from Russian specialist Gilbert Doktorov, who said that at least the Russians are being heard. But what Putin has said is that actions, not words, are necessary. Russia has been given promises before, uh, most famously in February 1990, when U.S. Secretary of State James Baker said there would be no eastward expansion of NATO. Yet there's been a continuing expansion of NATO eastward. And now what the Russians are responding to is the possibility that Ukraine would be brought into NATO so that there could be weapons, offensive weapons, placed on the Russian border, including possible nuclear weapons and missiles, with a four to five minute range to Moscow. So the broken promises before uh, are loom large in the discussion. The Russians have asked for legally binding treaty agreements, For Russian security, which would prohibit NATO from including Ukraine. But that's not been part of the U.S. side. In fact, the U.S. has said that's not going to be accepted. These are unacceptable demands. The United States will not respond to Russian red lines. And so we're now facing the danger of a sudden showdown, which could become a war. Now, It's necessary to have a broad mobilization against this, to insist that there be a shift in U.S. and Western policy, that we have to speak out against this dangerous U.S.-London-NATO posture. And the Schiller Institute has issued a call that NATO should be dissolved, that it's outlived its original purpose. Uh, This is generally recognized by everyone. Uh, President Trump talked about it. French President Macron said NATO is brain dead. The idea of NATO originally was to protect Western Europe after World War II from the possibility of a Soviet invasion. But the Soviet Union no longer exists. Only in the minds of deranged Russophobes is the Russia of today the same as the Soviet Union of the Cold War period. The uh, idea that you have to have a... Uh, containment policy, is an absurd idea. Instead, cooperation would be the basis of operating. Now, not only must NATO be dissolved, but it must be replaced with a new global security architecture. The question that comes up is, why is the West moving now to provoke this confrontation, Uh, which includes within it the danger of triggering a nuclear war? Now I think we have been pretty much unique in exposing the connection between the global financial crisis and the escalation of threats against Russia and China. That what we're seeing is the bankruptcy, the systemic collapse of the Western financial system. Uh, To survive, it must impose a global regime of austerity to ensure that all credit goes to the bankrupt banks and financial institutions and not into the physical economy of sovereign nations. This is what the Great Reset is about. This is why the Green New Deal is being implemented. No funds for development of former colonial nations. Instead, all funds must be sucked into the gigantic debt bubble, which continues to grow because of the quantitative easing policy, and so on. And that this means that the bailout takes precedence over national development. Now, Russia and China will not submit to this. Uh, there are other sovereign nations that have tried to oppose it. Libya, for example, Iraq, uh, were, were not committed to this. And look what they faced. They were crushed by... Uh, the endless wars, but the Russians and the Chinese made clear at the Glasgow uh, COP26 summit, they're making clear in terms of the economic policies that they are investing in their own physical economy and the Chinese through the Belt and Road Initiative in the physical economic development of their neighbors and of countries in Africa. The idea that they have is cooperation for development not dividing the world into competing blocks, Doing the latter is classic British geopolitics. You take away sovereignty of nations, take away their ability to act for the interests of their people, impose on them conditions through the International Monetary Fund and the international banking system that prevent them from investing in the future and instead require all available capital to go into the debt bubble, to bail out the bankrupt financial institutions. Instead, here's what we need. We need a LaRouche solution, which has been consistent since the 70s and 80s when LaRouche called for a new Bretton Woods and the dismantling of the International Monetary Fund. We need a global financial bankruptcy reorganization. The banks that are sitting there with huge volumes of debt on their books, unsustainable assets that are continuing to trade them thanks to the quantitative easing funds they're getting from the Federal Reserve and other world central banks, that should be shut off. Put those banks and financial institutions through bankruptcy reorganization. Let them eat the debt. Don't impose that on conditions on other nations. Then secondly, replace the present system with national credit systems, Hamiltonian banking systems, where nations are able to generate credit for the physical development of their own country. This is essential to uh, solve the problems that are still left over from the colonial era. And the investments then should be oriented especially toward infrastructure, which is why the Belt and Road Initiative is so important, and scientific and technological advance. As we're sitting here at this moment, there is little room for error. We're sitting on a powder keg, one that's just as dangerous as existed for 13 days in October 1962, where day to day it was unclear whether mankind would survive to the next day. We have a similar situation today, Join our mobilization to reverse this, to call for the dismantling of NATO, for the agreement for new security architectures that aid all nations. And to, toward this end, the Schiller Institute is sponsoring an emergency seminar on Monday, uh, January 17th, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, titled, To Stop the Murder of Afghanistan, the U.S. and Russia could collaborate in rebuilding Afghanistan instead of destroying each other. The, both, of the, both nations, the Soviet Union and the United States, lost wars in Afghanistan. The United States spent trillions of dollars, lost thousands of, of our young men and women in combat, and killed tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands, and today have left that country in a shambles where nine million people face starvation. Instead, why don't we show our goodwill toward mankind, end the sanctions, join hands to rebuild countries that we both participated in destroying. That kind of positive collaboration is the way out of the crisis that currently exists between the US, NATO, and Russia over Ukraine. I'll have more to say on this tomorrow, Join me then.